What? What? Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host Adam Portress, and I'm joined again by Matt Smith. We're here always, always and forever. Uh, <laughs> that well, turned, hopefully, that turned weird. Forever would be a nice touch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> our sentient brains go on in the robot bodies we built them. That's all I care about. Really, and they're just they're just pumping out shows that never like. <laughs> Like, I don't keep God, this garbage body. Damn I'll it. Tell you that. I have to watch another one of these piece of shit movies again. <laughs> Fuck. Why did he decide to keep the brain alive and make this body for me? And why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you, movies. Uh, so we're back again. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got two main flicks that we're obviously going to be talking about. Uh, there's one that, uh, you know kind of came out of nowhere nobody was really expecting too much of it and then uh the brothers grimby's lot no <laughs> thought i was going uh, no yeah did not do well nobody was week. looking forward to that uh but no so 10 cloverfield lane we'll talk about and that we'll that came out of nowhere that well. <laughs> uh so 10 cloverfield lane i was there's a really roundabout shitty joke there it was it didn't really work i didn't execute as well so it's midday it's different for us recording now so okay anyways uh, so yeah, we're going to be doing the uh, Brothers Grimsby as well as 10 Cloverfield Lane, and uh, I think we may have some interesting things to say about uh, both of those. Yeah, I think so. <sighs> yeah, teaser for you kids, Grimsby, stuff I've never seen in a movie in my entire life. Also true. Never in your adult years on the face of planet some, Earth. Some I never thought that I would ever see. I had no idea that I would never see them even. That's true. That's so so very true uh <laughs> so stick around we'll talk about those and 10 cloverfield lane right after that um that being said uh we've, we've seen some other things this week uh, uh -huh. what do you got on your plate uh just a couple of things uh i want to talk about um uh, a classic movie that i watched i haven't seen it in a long time not since it was probably on uh like one of those uh, basic cable channels back in the day that were prevalent throughout the Southeast, mm -hmm. like uh, some, one of the Turner channels, like uh, like TBS maybe, yeah. uh, before it became like the place for funny or No, you're not wrong. Like way back um, in the day, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, they played like some classic movies and stuff back then. It was that and then, uh, yeah. or so it was either one of those Turner networks or it was like uh, TNN before it became Spike. You know the the Nashville network, uh, but this movie that I that I saw is called uh, White Lightning. Mm. You ever seen this thing? It's from 1973. It's got Burt Reynolds in it as a moonshine runner. Sounds like a novel, lot like another Burt Reynolds movie. <laughs> sounds like several Burt Reynolds movies. This was kind of his his genre of choice in the early to mid 70s. Um, <laughs> Trafficker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this one's really, uh, really good. This one and its sequel, Gator, which I've seen more recently mm -hmm. um, than this one, uh, are just really enjoyable flicks. Um, this one's directed by Joseph Sargent, who most people will probably know as the director of The Taking of Pelham 123 in 1974 yeah. uh, with Walter Matthau. It's quite an excellent movie, that one. If you've never seen that, uh, there's maybe a train a running. <laughs> What's that? There's a train running. That's my Walter Matthau. It's not very well, good. It's, it's not good, but that's also the plot of the movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, White Lightning um, is uh, is about, uh, well, I mean, it's basically like Burt Reynolds uh, plays this guy, uh, uh, Gator McCluskey, who um, gets, gets out of jail so that he can help the feds uh, put this corrupt sheriff away. Uh, for uh, run and shine and taking graft from the moonshine Sad. guys. Add uh, moonshine and this is Dolomite. Uh, take away the moonshine. This is Dolomite. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but the but the sheriff is played by none or none other than uh, Ned Beatty. 
of course. Uh, who is fucking fantastic, as always. Uh, some really good uh, performances here from people like Bo Hopkins. Uh, Diane Ladd shows up in this thing. Uh, Matt Clark, who was kind of a staple of uh, a lot of these types of movies uh, in the 70s. Uh, some Westerns he was in, like Outlaw, of Jos- uh, Outlaw Josie Wales and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a very solid, constant, uh, you know, uh, B-movie character actor. Um showed up in some Peckinpah, some Eastwood, that sort of stuff. Uh, White Lightning's a lot of fun. It's got some great uh, chases and uh, some good fights, too. Very few, but a couple of good fights. Uh, The other thing that I watched uh, this week that kind of came out last, well, I guess it came out on Friday. Uh, I've I've watched half of it. I didn't want to go through the whole thing. Like when daredevil comes out in a few days, I'm going to watch all of that shit. Ooh, it's going to be crazy. All, all at once. It's going to fucking happen. I'm going to have 10 TVs going all episodes. <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> that went a good place. I like that. <laughs> no, uh, but, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of this show on Amazon prime called Bosch, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, an adaptation of the, uh, Michael Connelly detective, uh, series. Um, with uh, Titus Welliver as the lead. And uh, that fucking show is amazing, man. Um, I don't know what the like over under is on people who are actually watching it or whatever, but uh, it is some kind of fucking fantastic. Um, So I'm like halfway through the second season. The first season um, is kind of introducing you to all of the characters. Uh, The way that Bosch works in the novels uh, or the way that Michael Connolly writes the novels is this kind of constantly in line, straightforward narrative. So like things that happen in one book will constantly be referenced uh, as either character traits or things that are informing how he's thinking about the current case, um, things like that, right? It's an ongoing series. It's not all self-contained mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second season is just fucking phenomenal. Uh, I cannot recommend this enough. Uh, it's well worth your time. It's got some of the best acting right now. Uh, Lance Reddick, um, who was on the wire as, uh, the kind of the chief there, um, running the, running the operations, uh, for the police. He's, he's like this, uh, corrupt, well, not corrupt, but consummate politician style, uh, guy in charge of the department. Who's, um, who's got his eye on, uh, leadership positions like chief of police and shit like that. And is really willing to fuck over anybody who gets in his way. Um, Sarah Clark, uh, plays Bosch's ex-wife. Uh, and this season they added the, uh, amazing and gorgeous Jerry Ryan into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just really like Bosch. If you have prime or like, we're thinking about testing, uh, like the free trial of prime or something like this is a show you should definitely watch on there. Man. It's really fucking good, and it's uh, one of the best uh, detective shows on right now. And in, in a couple of years, where we've had a, a glut of them, really. Um, so get on that. That's what I've been watching. I did not go and see a perfect guy match, whatever. That That's movie what is. I'm gonna talk about. So I saw. I just all... didn't make it to no, it. No, fair enough. To... Fair enough. Um, I'll tell you this, so the perfect match is the new, um, which I found like, tell me if I'm out of line uh-huh. and I, you know, I'm on, I'd like maybe because sometimes people are so sensitive to stuff that I think that, you know, more people would pick up on it. Right. Uh-huh. The code, the, uh, the, the, uh, the company name for one of the, you know, I guess producers that ever, you know, did all this, uh, this perfect match movie mm-hmm. is called code black productions. Now. Uh-huh. That can be, I mean, that can, I don't know. At the time, I was just like, that. but no, wait, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. That's like the subsidiary of Lionsgate. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's like they're, the, the, it's like, I don't know. Just so it's like, hey, man. So uh, the black arm of our, uh, you know, <laughs> of our company is called this. I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed weird. Well, I, th- I, I think what that is. So Lionsgate, unlike a lot of the other studios, um, mostly still functions as like a, uh, a financier and distributor. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So like not even, whereas like Warner brothers would put up the majority of the money under a funding deal or whatever with the studio Lionsgate will put a partial funding 
and enter into all of these different contracts for distribution rights and whatever else um, with production companies. And so I'm wondering if that is a new partnership that they've started up uh, in yeah. order to do uh, more targeted releasing because Lionsgate, um, their whole entire business model has been built on Find uh, this segment and yeah, on segmentations of the market and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where, <laughs> where like other people aren't paying any attention, and so I'm betting that like Code Black is like a collaboration between uh, some production company that is uh, like completely African American uh, focused and Lionsgate. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess I didn't think about the people that it was coming from to begin with, but it just seemed like they were just like, Lionsgate was just like, hey, the black side of our department, that's called Code Black. Go over there to, to you know, no. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, well, that's just that's just awful of them to just, okay, fine. Just plaster it on the billboard, why don't you? Um, so the perfect match, I'll say this though, while it has a majority uh, black uh, um, uh, cast, rather, say for like Joey Pants. Right. Playing a weird role, um, this this is a, a largely black um, picture, mm-hmm. and uh, so it is now. Now there's been some, there's been things in the past of like you know like black movies and stuff, and then um, you know the Cosby's obviously was like the first you know reference to that of like you know you know having being on the upper crust and not like you know. Not, not like, hey, we're in the hood. This is like the the upscale. We're all wearing, you know, fancy clothes and driving fast cars and stuff, yeah. uh, kind of thing. And um, but this goes beyond that. This movie, when you, I mean, outside of things that you know they clearly peppered in, this movie was w- written for white people. <laughs> really, this is a white ass movie. I, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, these people are whiter than I am. It is. I don't know. There's just there's a whole thing in it that just feels fake, and just like I, you know, and I don't I mean, know. I guess here's, <laughs> just, here's my question. There's such a low I, concept because I do know, like, so the writers for this thing are black. Okay. Uh, and so I'm wondering if it is just a pure class distinction because, and and uh, here's where I'm coming from. Uh, where these guys uh, got their um, oh, was it one of okay? They're, where they, they maybe... where they cut their teeth uh, really is uh, like in um, TV production, mm. right? Uh, so like working on looks like one of the guys worked on the series in the house, which was like the LL Cool J sitcom. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and uh, the other guy and. Oh, and hanging with Mr. Cooper, which also plays around in that same like this is upper middle class kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other guy, uh, Brandon Broussard, uh, lo- seems to have worked uh, mostly on um, House of Pain, which, uh, if you are familiar at all with uh, <laughs> like Tyler Perry's general uh, aesthetic, uh, tends to be. Um, unrealistic in weird ways, right? Uh, and so, like, I think it's easy to read the film as as like skewing Maybe. toward toward whiteness. But I, I, I will mean, just say, like even, even like references and stuff that were made that was just that like clearly just said, "Wow, white person wrote that." It just I mean, maybe it just felt really I don't know. Uh, that was the that was one of the big ones, but it just like and it seemed. It seemed like they put that they, you know, kind of like I said, they just peppered in like, you know, kind of more black slang, you know, in in particular places. It seemed it felt like on purpose just to like cover up a very maybe it was a very white sounding script. Let's put it that way. I'm sure it is on purpose. Uh, But I think that also goes back to like uh, like Tyler Perry and uh, like sitcom writing. Right. Is always that kind of make it make it for the audience but then clean it up so that it's not like uh, New Jack City, right? It's yeah. not something that's seen as inaccessible by non-black people. Yeah. And and I'm wondering if some of that just comes out there, uh, like in the blandness of it, right? Not, yeah, even, the, not I- even the character, just there's a blandness to like Tyler Perry TV shows and that LL Cool J sitcom that I very distinctly remember. <laughs> uh like, 
Oh, so, like, well, okay. Someone, I mean, because right? like, in in like nobody, there are so like the only struggles in this movie are of a slight emotion, slight, and I do mean slight emotional standpoint. Okay, uh-huh. the guy Terrence Jenkins, like this character, people thought Daisy Ridley was a uh, what was the, what's the term? A Mary Sue. A Mary Sue. This cat's yeah. a Mary Sue in his life, boy. He is like a sports agent who, like, he's not at the top of it, but he still has, like, you know, a you know, uh, a house with an infinity pool and shit in it, and like mm-hmm. fucking you know Ferraris or whatever. And it's like, you know, so you're not the top of the top, but you're still there. But he's got other, uh, you know, wants and interests. Uh, he loves photography and like. The whole crux of the movie is is like he fucks one girl and then you know he loses complete interest in her so it's a rotating uh, door right. hose as I'll call it. Um, but of course that that's not really true because some of these girls think that they had something with them and that we meet a couple of them uh, you know later on. Here's the thing: like all the acting is pretty good for the most yeah. part. I mean, the, I mean everybody here is pretty confident. Uh, I think Donald Faison got some sort of teeth work done because he had a little f- f- something going on. It bugged me. <laughs> Fuck the shit out of me. Okay. But I'm just saying, I was just like, something's fucking wrong. They, they should have dubbed that shit later, man. Uh, but no, everybody's everybody's fine in it. I wish they would... They didn't do a great job because everybody's close to about the same age here. Uh-huh. And this the production is clearly all done by one person because there's not like a lot to differentiate people as far as like hair and makeup styles and things like that. And the, I mean, the hair and makeup style is just make her as pretty as you can. And, you know, and it works. They're, they're good looking ladies, but you know, there's no distinction when you start going, is she his sister or was she the friend? Which one is this one again? Cause they don't, they're not desperate within heights and weights and other things like that. So it's hard to differentiate. Uh, so I did catch myself right, going a couple times so, going, so, this is so his this sister. This is especially a problem, right? If uh, like people are showing up on screen, uh, for very short periods of time, which yeah. from the trailer, it looks like happens a lot. Yeah, they, they try to jump and do a whole lot of other stuff. So, you know, he plays like kind of the player that goes around and just, you know, like I said, just has one and dones with ladies. And like his boys, they go, hey, man, so, you know, we got a bet for you. If uh, if you lose, you know, homeboy over here, he's going to be uh, he's going to be the best man at my wedding and not you. Uh, but we bet that you can't date a girl for like, I think it's like two weeks, a month, whatever the fuck it was, some sort of inordinate amount of time and uh-huh. bring that girl to to the thing. We don't think that you can do it, that you can actually hold a relationship for that long. He takes the bait. And of course, he wants a long relationship. And the new girl that he meets has just been in long relationships. She wants a short one and one and done, no strings attached. And what could that possibly lead to? Yeah. Um, and all that so, kind of stuff. So let me ask you about... Uh the lead actor here, Terrence mm-hmm. Jenkins, yeah. Terrence J, as he was once called on an episode of Entourage. <laughs> That's um, great, actually. Uh, so he is in the Think Like a Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in uh, quite a few things. Is he usually the lead or is he the buddy kind of? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the man's work. Uh, I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, in those movies, they're like kind of ensemble pieces right okay um and i haven't seen him outside of that stuff but in those movies he does this thing uh that he does throughout the entire uh the entire trailer for this movie Mm -hmm. because i haven't seen it which is make the same smiling facial expression the entire time where it's like almost a smile even when he's not supposed to be happy yeah, I mean, here's the th- like how's I said, that come across? That's about. I mean, it's probably about the same, really. <laughs> but there's, I mean, the movie tries to do a whole lot as far as like here's the structure of things and like you know, I mean, it's simple yet meandric at the same time. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they try to juggle as many balls as they can with far too many characters. I think that's one of the problems with it. You you have probably about four or five too many characters in this. That if you shave them out of there, the story could have felt like it breathed a little bit. Uh, Joe Pantoliano, what the fuck are you doing with your life? What what did you do? Who did you fuck over? What 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 hooker do you have to pay off to fucking do the twenty minutes you did? In the, it wasn't even twenty; it was like ten minutes. He shows up. He wears glasses that look like um, uh, what's his name there from the NASCAR? Um, oh, the guy who got a fucking street named after him down here. God damn it. Dale Earnhardt. No, no, the old the, the guy who owns the raceway. 
Fuck me. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I know nothing about that. He's a guy, and he looks like he just wears J Lo glasses. So th- it's bad. This okay. movie's bad. Don't watch it. I'm. I'm not. I'm done. <laughs> okay. I don't even know. What to, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I'm just like I'm trying to like I can't even put se- together sentences that make sense that can describe how that movie was. But there is right. a moment during a um, during a wedding because it's all leading up to it, so there's no surprise. But it's not his. Um, the preacher is looking down the barrel of the bit of the lens the whole time. Cool. He is so awesome. I'm just like, this guy feels like he's piercing into my soul. He's just looking like right into the camera while everybody's doing all their stuff. I'm like, you, you unprofessional clod. All right. So let's get on to it. Here's the trailer for our first new release review of the week. Here's the trailer for the brothers Grimsby. Look, Seb. That's the couple that's adopting us. You are coming with me, right, Nobby? I'd never leave my little brother. We've decided to adopt one of the brothers, Mr. Lowsley. But these boys are inseparable. It would break their hearts. Sir, are you sure about sending Agent Graves? He's the best I ever trained. For 28 years, I've been searching for my baby brother. You haven't seen anyone who looks like this. I hope I don't, I don't die before I get old. We finally found your brother. He's gonna be at this posh event tomorrow. Eyes on the target. Finally, I can make things right. Nobby? Oh my god. Take it out! Because of you, my shot was compromised! A huge manhunt to find the rogue secret agent. I'm gonna help! And stay away from me. Don't worry, brother! I won't leave ya! Don't worry, it's bulletproof. You can't help us! We've got bulletproof glass! Boom! That pellet was filled with a toxin, and I'll be dead in 90 seconds if you don't suck it out. No! You can suck it. Or you can let me die. Okay. What would you like written on your gravestone? Suck it! And in what font would you like that? Bring me Sebastian Graves. No! I lost him forever. I'm useless. You are not useless. Who's the man who can get me pregnant without even waking me up? Me. Who's the man who's never even read a book? Me. And who's the man who had sex with me in a police station without even getting arrested? That wasn't me. Oh, never mind that. I disagree, Ukrainian Ben Affleck. Oh, Laura is it? <laughs> I understand why you love guns so much. I mean, it completely detaches you from the guilt of your actions. Oh, will you stop shooting everything? All right, that was a trailer for The Brothers Grimsley, our first new release review of this week. I did you am... just say Grimsley? What did I... No, I said Grimsby. No, you said The Brothers Grimsley, dude. All right, maybe, maybe I did. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to do. Oh I'm trying God. to do it all at one time, man, and get it all right because I got to punch the. I got to punch the little writer thing because it comes up with more people. So I'm trying to do it. Thanks for ruining the fucking adventure, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Adventure ruiner. <laughs> A new assignment forces a top spy to team up with his football hooligan brother. Uh, this is uh, directed by Louis Leterrier. Uh, it is written by Sasha Baron Cohen, Phil Johnson, Peter Bannerman. Ba- Bannerman? Sure, why not? Uh, starring, of course, Sasha Baron Cohen, Mark Strong, Rebel Wilson, uh, Penelope Cruz. We got uh, Gabriel Sidibe. What, what's the other? I feel like I'm missing one. We got Rebel Wilson in there. You said, yeah, I think I, maybe I got them all. Mark Strong, Mark, yeah, I think I said. Got his, uh, got his wife uh, Fisher in yeah. there. Okay, so uh, starring all those gats, and uh, I, now, did you get a chance to see what did this make? Did it do any? Did it do any damn good? I think it made three point three million. Ouchers! This movie costs a lot of money. I could tell by looking at it. Maybe. 
I don't know. It cost a decent. It cost a decent amount. It was this is this is bare minimum thirty. Bare, bare. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know that's probably about right. Uh, it's already made fifteen million worldwide, though. Mm, it's foreign is is uh, like twelve and a half. Wow. Um, so, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen has, uh, he's done obviously the stuff that, uh, you know, that he's best known for your Bo Ratch allergies, your, uh, uh, Bruno's and whatnot. Uh, but he's done obviously, you know, his share of, um, narrative stuff as well. And, uh, but this is his, uh, first kind of entrance into that, but they really played off of all the other stuff that he did in the advertising, didn't they? <laughs> Uh-huh. Seriously, swear to God, Ali G did the do same thing, right? Same guy. It was like, well, this is a movie, but no. Um, I mean, I, I like his. I like Sasha Baron Cohen. I just want to start out by saying that I think he's a smart I guy. I think he's a very funny guy. I mean, I you know, he's I've, also a very very good actor. Like, I, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't just take on these characters without being a very good actor. But even when he's not, like when he was in. Uh, Things like uh, like Hugo, right? yeah, like he's he's terrific, yeah, uh, he's just really solid all around. I mean, because yeah, exactly. He has that scene with the with the chick there, and it's just like I, if you're not balling by that thing, come on, forget about it. Right. But uh, you know, so, so I like him, and this I was like, I mean, I'm a big Louis Leterrier fan as well. Um, I actually I like, like that guy. I actually like the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, you know, we got a sequel to uh, uh, what, what was what's the magic movie again? What? What's the magic movie that did? Now you see me. Now you see me. Now you see me. He did that one. Uh, he did. Uh, coming out he did the the best transporter movie. Yeah. And maybe the worst transporter. Movie. No. <laughs> he did also do uh, that badass flick uh, with um, District uh, B thirteen. What's that? District B thirteen. No, he didn't direct that. They, no. Uh, no, I think that was the other guy that uh, Basson has Megaton or whatever. Ah, uh, that might uh, be him. Uh, I forget no, all the these. One with fucking Jet Li and Bob Hoskins. Oh, uh, Danny the Dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- right. Unchained, I think it was called here. Yeah, I think so. Or Unleashed. Unleashed. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, I like Louis Leteria. So I mean, like, and so I wasn't. I mean, I knew the action and stuff would be pretty bitching here, and it, and it's kind of funny that this movie beats the hardcore Harry to the uh, first person. Right. Uh, large portion in you know, like a fucking three weeks before that motherfucker comes out. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also, does it pretty well. Yeah, it looks pretty good. So, I mean, yeah. So, you see it in the trailer there. Mark Strong has a little eyepiece in. And so, we get a whole bunch of first person uh, action and stuff from the spy perspective. Uh, especially in the opening cool. sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially then. I mean, it's not, the whole not, movie's not in place that way. But. Right. Yeah, although they come back around to it at some point in the future. Too. Yeah, you get a little bit of that. With, uh, with one huge... Uh, Joke involving sex and uh, Gabori Sidibe. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I almost forgot about that until now. Thanks. Image cropping back up. Thanks, buddy. Oh, uh, whatever. That shit's funny. <laughs> it is funny though. Um. So here's the thing. Let, let's let's get down to this because uh-huh. I mean the plot is what the plot is, and you know it's hijinks will abound. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty straightforward action movie. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Like we said at the top of the show, this movie goes beyond anything that I've ever seen before on screen. Stuff I never would have even thought that I would never see on screen. Yeah, I mean... Or had never seen on screen. It's just, and like, now, if you don't want to be wowed out of your mind, don't just fucking skip over the next, like, four or five minutes. Uh, But holy crap. Uh I mean, okay... First of all, let's let's get to the light stuff, which is fun actually. Okay. Uh, the fucking I love his eight billion damn kids. Yeah, I think that's funny as shit, and how they all have the same shitty uh, side shave haircut. <laughs> it's just all this real shitty. You look stupid, uh-huh. uh, and there's they're, they're all of weird varying ages and stuff. So it's just like how and they all have pop culture names like Skeletor <laughs> and shit. It's so good. <laughs> I forget what a couple of them were, but man, they just start. I'm fuck. sure they're in the cast list. I'll look them up. Go it, ahead. It was, oh. but it was funny. So he's just walking around. He's got like ten fucking kids in this house. Uh, but you know, he's he's a well-meaning guy. And Marty Merrick, write us an email if you see this movie because I want to know what your reaction is because he is. Ha- well, this is what I figure your average uh, person from England is like. 
that is probably not true. <laughs> You're all like that, uh, right? Some of the kids' names, uh, Django Unchained. Yes. <laughs> Uh, his, I believe his grandson's name is because he has grandchildren. Is uh, Gangnam Style? Yes. Yep. Right. Um, Stella Artois is. <laughs> it's like one of. One I missed that one. It's like one of his daughters, Stella. I think he says her name, but it's Stella Artois is her actual full name. Uh, just shit like that. That's great. A joke you don't even get the full effect of. <laughs> it's in this. Hey, look, motherfucker! It's on the page. Funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so I thought that was fun. Um, you know, he he plays the the stupid guy that you know you would expect him to be. I mean, especially having listened or seen the trailer and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, but let, let's get up. Let's get up to the well. Okay, let's let's start slow and and, and like this movie, and then just go. What the fuck are we watching? Yeah. Um. So the whole you you saw it in the R rated trailer and everything where he gets kind of like Mark Strong's character gets shot in the nuts with a uh, tranquilizer dart that has like yes. you know super venom in it if you don't suck it out. So there's a whole suck it yeah, out some scene. Kind of like uh, caterpillar venom or some shit. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. So which I thought it's poisonous caterpillar. Yeah. So he's got to you know suck it out there and it leads to some uh, you know. Some some images and people looking and seeing things and thinking something is there and some things are not or whatever. And some full on ball sack. And lots and lots and lots of ball sack in this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of sack. From many uh, an angle. Oh yeah. <laughs> many on an faces, angle. Underneath faces. Some uh, uh, not, side by side. Look, there was one in there that had some freakishly long ball. <laughs> that were like weird <laughs> now granted it ain't real well also <laughs> they ain't real balls like, but still but, but don't you also think like maybe when they're creating those things they're like let's just make them weird look because <laughs> because why not it's funny right like it's like an exaggerated cartoonish reality just throw just throw three inch th- you know, fucking some- yarn thick black hair onto <laughs> the end of those balls let's will you let's make some fucking weird look at our crumb shit you know? <laughs> that's not wrong that's not wrong <laughs> so there's that stuff uh uh-huh. you know yeah, i mean you've got fucking mark strong uh who is like a serious fucking actor i mean yeah. he's done some action stuff but uh like you know, he's in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, and he was in that movie with Benedict Cumberbatch a while back, uh, a couple years ago. The, the, uh, fuck, I keep wanting to say Theory of Everything because that was the other, like, I'm a very smart genius movie. But, uh, oh, um, the, 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 one, the, the one, one where he played, um, uh, Turing. The fucking smart guy. Uh, Imitation Game. There um, you go. I uh, wouldn't have come up with that. I'm, and uh, and he was in like the short-lived uh, detective series on AMC, Low Winter Sun. Uh, he's just you know he's in a lot of stuff. He's like pretty serious actor. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, man. Uh, you and see this him movie, like humping Sasha Baron Cohen's face, and you're just like, what the fuck am I even watching right this second, man? Yeah, there's a lot of that <laughs> going on. And then you realize that was the most normal part of this movie. Yeah. Um. So there's going to be a scene that everybody's going to be talking about. In fact, uh, it gets brought up on the WTF interview. Oh, with, uh, not in not in explicit detail, but mm. I think that Mark Marin uh, refers to it as like uh, the the biggest or greatest dick joke that he's ever seen in a movie. Okay, all right, because I remember I listened to that interview um, on the road and everything. So uh-huh. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he just he's like, you've got a dick joke in this movie that's like the biggest greatest dick joke I've ever seen in a movie, I think is like similar to what he said. Yeah. And I have to agree. It's like the, it is definitely the biggest dick joke I've ever seen. There's no doubt there. The joke is the biggest, (laughs) uh, literally the biggest you've seen. And it's uh, also the greatest. I think it's pretty fucking good. And it is horrifically disgusting. Oh, it is just like, (laughs) So uh, Gasper you know, no way is going like, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> well, it's like, it's just like, so, so they're running away from this guy. I don't even want to give it away. Yeah. You kind of don't because they're like way and they hide somewhere. And then something happens where there's lots of dick and lots of jizz. Tons. And that's all I need to say. And it is fucking hilarious. It's disgusting. But I was dying laughing. Overall, and then the, the, 
the payoff of like uh, like afterward, like I'm talking about, he's like my bum's kind of hurt, and then it's like just this big black bruise that takes up his entire ass. Yeah. Oh that oh this fucking movie. That being uh, said, I didn't like this movie a whole lot. I I think it's not a good movie, but I think that it's really funny. Oh, there's there's very funny moments in it, and there's I mean. And there's I, stuff that's I just different think the from movie the movie is really funny, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't hate it. It's 83 fucking minutes, which is also to its benefit. Mm. You know, like, if if this had been made, I feel like, by uh, literally anybody else uh, other than Baron Cohen and Leterrier, especially given today's comedy, action comedy environment, you know this fucking thing would have been like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, if and, this had been and an PG-13. <laughs> Well, I mean, it might have been an R, but it would have all been like uh, it would have been like Spy, you know, yeah. uh, although Spy is very good. That movie is still like over two hours long and could probably be trimmed a little bit. At least at least this one is uh, like not even an hour and a half. So. It just knows what it's out to do, which is make some really gross jokes. And they do it quite well. And uh, they do. You know. Um, I'm, I'm going to say like, uh, like I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to say that it's good. Cause I don't, I don't think it is. I think that it's funny, uh, which is a different kind of thing. I definitely watch movies, uh, on my own time that I just think are funny, but aren't good. Um, so, so I really liked Cohen in this thing. I, I think, uh, people really go for it, which is something I have to give this movie credit for. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, the dick joke aside, there are some really amazingly well executed, just horrendously graphic and gross jokes yep. that uh, that I think pay off. Um, and if you're in that mood, this one works. Uh, so I'm going to come down kind of middle of the road saying like this one's good for a laugh. It's a really solid like dudes movie, I guess. Uh, like I can't imagine like women watching this and really liking it. Mm, probably not. Um, I mean, like Marsha was there with me when we, when we saw this and afterward I go, what'd you think? And she had laughed. At <laughs> she looked stuff. at you and said, fuck you. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of the thing after all of uh, his comedies, uh, she's, she's like, uh, she laughs during it, but then like after her immediate reaction is just like, it's so gross. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's just so gross. Um, and I can't fault her for that because it's true. Yes, but it's <laughs> not, not true. I'll tell you that much. This is the most true that criticism has ever been. Indeed it has. Uh, like, if you if you thought that, like, naked Baron Cohen wrestling around in a hotel room with an overweight guy. Oh, that's pushing the edge, Matt. Is pushing the edge. Then, holy shit, watch this movie. And you're just like, Jesus Christ almighty. There is no um, edge. Yeah, <laughs> there's, no, there's no edge. Yeah. If there was, it was, like, miles back. This is an infinity pool of semen. <laughs> there is literally a scene that could be an <laughs> scene. See, I took both. I took the other review I did and I uh, smashed uh, it up with this one, and we made it gross. References. All right, let's get to uh, review numero dos. Uh, here's the cla- trailer. I'm trying to put words in the here comes order. the trailer. Here come the later of the fame. Ten Cloverfield Lane. This here the trailer.
something's coming. That was a trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes, the trailer did not tell you a lot about the story, and that's the best for you to know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love the sound design in that trailer. It is from the song to the, uh, everything around it, and I like the sound design in this movie, and we'll talk about that in a moment. IMDb plotline. After getting in a car accident, a woman is held uh, in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. Uh, this is uh, directed by uh, newcomer Dan Trachtenberg, but I know a little bit about that guy, so I'll talk about him. Written by 8 billion fucking people. Josh Campbell, Matthew Stuckton, uh, no, just the two of them, and Damien uh, Chazelle, I forget how you say it. Damien Chazelle came in to like do a polish up and yeah. uh, retrofit. So this screenplay had sat around for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very like well-known screenplay, uh, The Cellar, I mm-hmm. believe is what it was originally called, or uh, something like that, along those lines. The the Bunker, maybe? Yeah, it went around um, like three different iterations of names. Um, and so, uh, like, Abrams got his hands on it, uh, wanted to polish it up, found a way that they could kind of retrofit it somewhat to make a sequel-ish mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing for Cloverfield, and so brought in uh, Damien Chazelle, who, of course, uh, you know, had directed whiplash um to do the polish on this thing and uh whip it into shape and i think it worked and that's where i'm gonna start yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) i agree wholeheartedly uh well i've been like i've known a lot of people dan trachtenberg this will be the first time that people know him uh you know for the most part the portal uh, fan film, right? Yeah, he did the portal fan film, and years even before that, he was like the host of the Telly Rad Show. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I've known this guy's stuff for quite some time. He'd always um, he'd been like a commercial director and other things of that nature and stuff. So the guy, you know, it's not like he, you know, he's JJ's nephew. <laughs> no, there's a cat who's like got a, stuff. Did he have like some kind of talk show online? That's what I remember him from, like you're, some kind of like uh, like video thing. Yeah, you're thinking Telly Rad Show. Mm-hmm. Was that was that what it was called? Yep, Telly Rad. Oh, okay, I just never remember the name of that. Show. Yeah, yeah, they went on that. That I mean, it's a great little show. I mean, it's I mean, some of the stuff will be dated now because of when it came out and everything. Because there's sometimes there's like new releases and reviews and stuff. Yeah. They did stuff but from I, like I comics to watching him. board gaming and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. He knows he definitely knows his stuff and everything. And so he'd been pushed around to do a couple other different things for a while. It looked like he was going to do a Why the Last Man movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was another one that called uh, like the something about the world's greatest bank heist or some sort of shit like that. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a heist movie, whatever the title was. Um, and uh, so he, he kept kind of getting jumping back and forth and this and everything. And then this movie comes out of nowhere. They, they have not, they've only advertised this movie for, I think they said eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks. It was eight weeks ago that this trailer dropped. It was on uh, what fucking Paramount trailer. Hmm. Oh, God damn it. Oh, it was on the fucking Benghazi movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it, like, just like Cloverfield, they dropped it on a fucking Michael Bay movie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was just like, what the fuck? I mean, we all know, I mean, the 10 Cloverfield Lane, I don't know, the two words at the top and bottom, uh, you shouldn't tell you nothing because everybody knows what the middle is, after, right. of which still, one of the best teaser trailers of all fucking time. For mm-hmm. Cloverfield. Holy shit, that thing is just so damn good. And they didn't even tell you a title. It was just like a date. And you were like, right. fuck, what? So cool. Yeah. Well, and then when you dug around online, you just found this thing, Cloverfield, which uh, it had been like it's uh, like the just the project's pseudonym forever. Mm-hmm. Like, like it wasn't even the title of the film. It's just what they were calling it while they were making it. Which brings me, which will bring me a little bit to this movie. Um, that you know, while people think, oh, this is going to be a sequel, I mean, I could almost see these things as kind of a like Cloverfield is like a brand name, if you will. Yeah. So um, there have been a couple of things, uh, like ways that this has been talked about, right? Like famously, kind of like three, three or four weeks ago. J.J. Uh, Abrams made a comment about how this movie functioned uh, with like the DNA of Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so he was talking about retrofitting the script and we came up with a way to make it fit in like with the DNA of Cloverfield, mm-hmm. which immediately uh, like fueled. And I think still fuels some of the kind of uh, dissent for what this movie is yeah. um, out there. Although I think that's all wrongheaded and we can talk about it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there's been that. There's also been this idea that like the whole the whole thing about these films is not so much that it's directly related outside of the fact that it's like this shared reality. Mm-hmm. Right. So that uh, so this movie takes place in Louisiana, not New York. Right. So that's that's number one. So it's very, very far away from the Cloverfield attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet there are things that kind of tie into what we understand happened there from the first film mm-hmm. um, or some of the speculation about what had happened there. Right. Uh, both within the film and kind of people af- afterward discussing what was going on um, in that, like there's extraterrestrial stuff. And so the way that some people have started talking about this is that it's almost like, like a shared world twilight zone yeah, yeah. where, where what Cloverfield is doing like that brand name you were talking about is like really allowing you to tell kind of these stories that are all tied together by the fact that, uh, there are bizarre, uh, like an alien kind invasion. of horrific things going on. Yeah. Hey, um, here's, here's a story of evasion from three different points. Right. And and Abrams has also commented that he would like to make another movie that they have an idea for. Uh, and I really fucking want to know what that is now. Mm. So anyway, um, this movie, 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, is really, I think, probably, uh, you know, most accurately described as kind of like a chamber piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I mean, it takes place pretty much the entire film outside of the last 15 minutes first six or seven minutes within this bunker that uh this farmer who uh is a conspiracy theorist uh who right a prepper prepper um, for sure prepper for sure uh has built underneath his uh farmhouse uh so this guy's played by john goodman his name in the film is howard um mary elizabeth winstead's character uh is in a car wreck and he kind of rescues her uh or so we're told and then uh, this other guy, Emmett, uh, is inside as well. Um, but he, uh, I don't know, he's a little mysterious, but right, he's the guy that like helped him build this thing. So he knew right. it was there and came here as soon as there was this attack happening, right? So they're, they're all under there. Uh, Howard uh, kind of swears that it's been like a chemical attack and the air is affected, Um and then the film just kind of plays around with paranoia and suspicion and betrayal and trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it does it all really fucking well. I think it does it amazingly well. I mean, and and we'll we'll talk about it. And um, um, I think we'll do like kind of a spoiler esque thing in uh, after on the after show. Yeah, sure. So we'll do it like that. Uh, but I'll talk about uh, really the first three quarters of this thing are just about as spot on perfect as you possibly can get. Uh-huh. It is damn good. It, it's gorgeous looking. Everyone is a tremendous actor here. And it's really intense. Yeah, it is. It's so good that we're just like, you know, this guy, he's, he's like, <laughs> because, you know, saves, saves her after this big crash and everything, but then, you know, wakes up chained to, a, uh, chained to the wall. <laughs> right. So nothing that she could do there. So obviously you're going to think a little bit different from that. And then it's just like, the, all the information that we start end up getting is, and it does build the paranoia. Is like, is he full of shit? Is this a thing? Does it? And we, as also at the same time as the audience, know it's like, well, it's related to Cloverfield because it's got the name in it, so he's not crazy. But there are points in it where you're just going, no, he just may fucking be crazy. And right. that's what I think is like really is a strong point in this film that just like kind of blew my mind. It was just like because it had me even going. The guy who knows that you know it's connected to the other movie, there's gonna be some sort of something out there. Still going, maybe he is nuts. That's fucking good. And and uh, like as it turns out, all of it's true. Like all of that, he's yeah. not crazy, and also he's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, like, and that's the thing. And you, know you had I mean? to like, like go through and try to parse out what's like the sane person and what's the crazy person. Yeah. So it's, it's um, good like that. I, yeah, I fucking think that it, like all this, all this stuff is uh, handled just masterfully. Um, and you know, I, I imagine that there are divisive opinions on the last portion of this movie, like that mm-hmm. last fifteen minutes. Um, but I thought all of that shit worked too, especially if you're starting to think big picture. Like, I I don't discount any of that shit. I think the like that stuff was good, man. 
uh, like it takes a hard left turn, uh, although it's one you've been expecting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a, that's that's definitely and, a weird part. And of then it. for people to be like, uh, you know, some of the rumblings I've heard about that ending is just like, well, it's not like it comes out of nowhere and it doesn't really make any sense. It's like you have literally spent the last 95 minutes <laughs> like expecting this to start happening. And then when it happens, that's what pisses you off about something. Yeah, I mean, and we can talk about the specifics in a bit because I don't know what your opinions are, but I thought it was just all of like this movie is one hundred percent. Like I think it's a better movie overall than Cloverfield is. I think that it uh, works amazingly well all the way through. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come down hard, like I said on Facebook, and say like this movie is worth your time and your money. You don't have to have seen or even liked Cloverfield very to true. like this movie. Very, very true. Um, and, uh, you know, you can go from there, I guess. So, I don't know. Uh, generally, like, I just look at it and I go, this is a great flick. It's got great performances. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm-hmm. This is, like, one of the best performances I've ever seen John Goodman give. Yeah, I mean, that's... and he's always on. He's never like turned it. Like I've never felt like he was just sleepwalking. Right. Even mm-hmm. in uh, what was that movie? The remake with Mark Wahlberg, the gambler. Right. Yeah. Even in that movie, he was still fucking deliberate like a son right? of a bitch in that movie. And that movie work. blew balls. He does that all the time. Yeah. And, and here he like shows up and blows the fucking roof off the motherfucker, man. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, that's that's kind of what I got to say. That's not spoilerific. I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's overall, like... overall, I'm going to give it a very positive, uh, a positive note. I mean, I, I I liked it. I I will watch it again because I feel like, um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the last 15 minutes are are very jarring, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I but they play exactly into all that other shit. Like should. there are there are strains throughout the rest of what happens in this movie that lead you to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not and, saying it's and not just. I I think like there is like a disjuncture uh, that people are right in acknowledging that like this movie turns its content on its head, kind of in that last little bit. But I still think that that works organically from the film and and. E- you know, knowing that that was written into the film after, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think undoes anything. And, and I feel like people like really just think like, oh, they just tacked all this stuff on. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'll say this, though. And honestly, I like I would thought it, would, it never would have happened. But I thought it would be a billion times balls if they did it. And like, because the whole idea is just like, you know, can she trust John Goodman's characters? Like, is there something out there? Am I just being held hostage here by this crazed madman? Um, I would have loved that it was just like, you know, get out and it literally is nothing. And like, that was like, and honestly, I wouldn't even be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, fucking yeah. And like, it would have been just as good either way, I think. But, um, Stuff as you could put together, stuff happens. Um, but we'll talk about that in disclosure. Um, disclosures. Look at me, I'm still in work mode. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> about net disclosures. That's me trying to divert your attention for two seconds while I try to get you money. Um, so, <laughs> um, where was I going? Yeah, I, I like the movie a whole lot. I'm gonna give it a second watch because I want to go in. I think having knowledge of what that, what the second, what the last 15 minutes are of it would be coming may kind of soothe me into it a little bit more. I didn't dislike it didn't dislike it but just knowing knowing the steps you know it's like listening to a song the second time i guess um mm-hmm. but uh no I, I definitely recommend it and like if nothing else even if you think the last 15 minutes are absolute garbage uh, even if that is your opinion i don't know that there's few people out there that have saying the first three-fourths of this movie is not bang on perfect no i mean uh, from anything that i've heard and granted i i told you before the show i've read none of it because I just don't, I can't, uh, cause I, I really did think that it just happened, uh, has, has made sense. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, so I think it all comes right from that just last 15 minutes or so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, there, there ain't not a lot of people that don't like it. So, yeah, I mean, even the even the uh, like fans ratings, which can sometimes differ uh, very, very wildly from the critics ratings, as we saw a few weeks back with The Witch. Right. Yeah. Um, this thing even has like an 83 or 85 uh, like user rating. Yeah. 
so I think most people are at least generally on board, if not fully on board. Yeah. So uh, go check that out. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend that. And uh, you this know. is the best thing I've, I've seen this year that's not The Witch. And so I'm going to say that uh, this is maybe the best thing I've seen because I know that you guys will like it. I'm going to go so far as to say I liked it more than The Witch. but that's Well, just- of course you did. I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I really loved The Witch, but that is completely subjective. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, objectively, people will be completely on board with. I do too. Absolutely. All right. So uh, next week we got more stuff in store for you kids. And so, like I said, stay tuned to the after show. We'll uh, we'll talk some spoilers and stuff. Uh, but next week we got uh, the next one in the Divergent series. It looks like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Allegiant. Oh man. Uh, it, whatever, man. I enjoy I mean, this. Like movies. the second look, the first one. I mean, they go in the same range as the Hunger Games does. So this one, I will say, will probably be okay because the first Hunger Games is like, oh, that was decent. Maybe not amazing, but was decent. Second one got like really good. Third uh-huh. one was third one was there were four total, right? Yeah, yeah. Third one, third one was good, but started to shrink down a little bit, and then the fourth one kind of bit the dust. Yeah, um, I'm I'm hoping like if they can just make this one better than the third Hunger Games. I'm yeah. on board with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I actually enjoy these movies. Like, I, th- I think of the teen stuff, like, they're maybe the strongest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just, uh, like, I think, like, Shalane Woodley's kind of an underrated actress uh, <laughs> compared to Jennifer Lawrence, right? Um, oh, my gosh. Did you, see the fucking fucking, did you see the Celebrity Jeopardy no. on SNL? Oh my God! What's your little face there? Um, who was the Who was the host? Uh, she's a pop singer. I don't know her fucking name. Ariana, Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. loved her meal at Taco Bell. It was great. Um, she she does uh, in the Family Feud. There, she plays Jennifer Lawrence. Actually, a pretty good fucking Jennifer Lawrence. I ain't gonna front. Things that Jennifer Lawrence says and the way she says them, I'm like, that's pretty good. That little girl. I I ain't never seen. I don't know her music. Um, but you know, not bad. And we're not going to make Matt see uh, miracles from heaven. I think his head might explode, so we might no, I'm, try. To- I'm going to see that one. <laughs> That's I, the one. I'm just yeah. I'm just not going to see the like straight up Jesusy. Okay, Jesus-y. fair enough. Fair I'll enough. I'll see miracles from heaven because at least I can like try to figure out what in the hell Jennifer Garner was thinking during. The I don't know. Uh, the other who's the guy that's in it? He looks terrible. Oh, uh, fucking! Uh, we're going to keep our faith, guy. That dude. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck Martin is that? Henderson? Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck is that? Honestly, I just, like, I was looking down the cast list the other day, and you know who's in this fucking thing? That is a straight-ass country singer. What's up? Huh? Who? What? Who? What, who's a country who's singer? Who's in it? The fucking, the, the guy. The, the John Carroll Lynch. Oh, yeah? That Yeah, like, like I was looking at the cast, and he plays some pastor or some shit. Okay. Like, I'll watch John Carroll Lynch in a movie. I hope he's in a lot of it. <laughs> Because the rest of it looks like it's probably garbage. Hey, it's got uh, three reviews special. now, and they're all yeah. <laughs> Is Midnight Special coming out? It's uh, it's supposed to be. I uh, don't know where it's here. coming out around us. I haven't seen it on anything yet, but it is only Tuesday. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, and also the bronze. Well, at least oh my god, I finally saw a trailer for that going into uh, the what fucking movie was it? Grimsby, I think. Uh huh. Whoo, no wonder that movie's been held off to like for two fucking years. I guess people really dug it at Sundance. I don't know, man. It's got like I don't know. It's like it they've literally been pushing that back for two years. Oh yeah, I know. So I don't know. But people really liked it at Sundance. Sure. And it and it is a hard R. Oh it, yeah, it is? Okay. Well, that's a little I mean, mm-hmm. like I'll like you know, it's the motto around here, man. I'll see anything. We watch all this shit, so <laughs> We watch all this shit. Hashtag we watch Hashtag all this shit. Hashtag we watch all this shit, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. So that's it. So we're going to we're gonna take a little break here, and then obviously we're going to come back and we'll talk uh, some uh, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane spoilers in the uh, post Yeah, hang here. out and listen. Matt, where can we find more work of your uh, work of yours on the internet this week, sir? Try to follow, switch follow it up. Me on, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, you can also get with me on Tumblr, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. Very good. And, of course, you can also listen to my other podcasts, Hear Movie Podcast at hearmoviepodcast.com. This week we reviewed the Power Pack pilot. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of want to say it was never aired, but they did air it on several places at several times. But uh, my Lord have mercy. It's all up on YouTube, so if you want to check it out for free, you can go ahead and do that. But uh, hearmoviepodcast.com. 
And of course, you next week, man. You can also go man. on Facebook and watch the video from this week because yeah. you guys did it live, right? Uh, n- no, no. No, you dropped it. Well, I left my fucking earphones in the uh, at work, and I was just like, I got uh, home, and I was like, son of a bitch, and I was like, damn. And I, I look for psyched. I look for another pair, but it's well, we're gonna do it. We'll probably we'll maybe do the hundredth show, uh, maybe live. Maybe we'll do it that way. I don't know. Uh, but we'll do, and that's coming up, man, because uh, we got Daredevil coming up next week, which, oh, my God, mm-hmm. so excited for some Daredevil. So uh, we'll be talking about that and all that other stuff and things back here next week. So thank you guys for hanging out here and everything. Uh, so like I said, uh, listen to some rest of this song and then we'll come back and do uh, spoilers. into this 10 cloverfield lane who knew that there were martians and manhunters i don't know i think i was stretching just shut up i loved all that shit man okay yeah so yeah we got monsters this monsters aliens um Uh now here's the thing that like maybe i didn't like I, i liked everything else and i get it but right the the Molotov cocktail video game ending was a little annoying. I'm just like, how? Come on, how would you know any of this? Why would this what do be you mean? Thing? I don't know. It's just like she's how? like, look, I gotta light this thing on fire and then throw it in its uh, its its butthole. That's kind of like. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's just ingenuity. Like she she had proven throughout the rest of the thing, like she knew how to do shit. That's true. That's true. Right, and also it's like, well, there's alcohol, and I got a fucking lighter. How do I make this shit explode? Oh, I need something to light the thing. That's it. I, that shit doesn't bother me. Yeah, man. I mean, like, who, no, who I doesn't just, know how to make a fucking Molotov no, 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 that's, cocktail? That's not the. I'm not the. My complaint's not that she made it. My complaint that she threw it in its orifice and it blew the fuck up. Oh well, I think that was just like where she was being taken to was this fucking mouth thing. Yeah. Well, okay, like, fair throw, enough. Well, that was where okay. you see the fleshy bits. I mean, it's surrounded by metal or whatever the okay, fuck. Okay, maybe I guess maybe I just didn't get the correlation between where that's where she was going. Yeah, I mean, it was like lifting her up toward it, right? Like it was going to eat the fucking truck or some shit. Okay, maybe make it more like a mouth then. Well, I mean, that whole like the whole thing is like you're not supposed to know exactly what's what. I don't need a three mouth, three but it, vagina but, mouth or whatever that thing was. But, you know, it's like octopus uh, kind of shit. It's got, like, the little fucking beak-looking thing closed up for a period of time and all that shit. Fair enough. I don't know. That I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. I mean, like, I want to see it again having, and I honestly think having seen it before. Uh, and, it. and I think, like, the monster stuff was handled really well. Like, because, uh, like, I just feel like if, if, if there had been a moment where she had gone up to the the door or the fucking hatch in the roof or any of that shit and seen something, Mm -hmm. then that would have undercut so much of what was happening in the bunker. Oh, absolutely. Right. And so like handling it and keeping it and keeping it and keeping it and keeping it. Um, I just thought it worked really well. And then when you get out there, you're expecting a giant fucking monster to show up. Right. Right. Cause that's what you know from Cloverfield. And then you get like, Oh wait, she hasn't been hearing like 
cars or helicopters or shit. She's been like hearing this thing that's out scouting for survivors. Mm-hmm. And it drops off these fucking weird like spike monster things. Which were kind of reminiscent um, of like the like the lice thing that like the Cloverfield monster drops off. Okay. You know what I mean? I think so. You remember what I'm talking about? Those little bug things that followed it around. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of the symptoms were similar. So you remember in, uh, in Cloverfield when, um, fuck, why can't I think of her name right now? Lizzie, She's, Lizzie Kaplan. Yes. Thank you. Lizzie Kaplan, uh, oh. like <laughs> fucking blew up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like after like coming into contact with some shit, uh, that like crop dust shit that it blew out, uh, flying over Mary Elizabeth Winstead, like appears to do the same thing to people like, because the mm-hmm. right, like the woman that comes to the thing is all like, I, I barely even touched it or whatever, or it barely even touched me. Right. Um, and she has like this, all these weird, like fucking blown out features and shit. Like, like her skin's corroded. Um, yeah, cool. I don't know. I, th- I thought all that shit kind of worked. I mean, yeah, I liked it. So they're fucking aliens, guys, which which was something that had been talked about in Cloverfield, like them not knowing whether this was like part of an invasion. Right. Because it falls out of the fucking sky. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it like Gamera and he's just sitting under there waiting to happen? Think about it. No, that monster flies out of the sky. You see it hit the fucking water while they're on the train going into the city. I'm, I'm giving alternate ideas. I don't know. Anyway, I mean that's in the movie. You see it hit the water. I know. I'm just, I'm just I'm trying <laughs> but, uh, to try to add a little bit of rich texture to it. And you're shitting on me. All right, fine. But right then it becomes like, okay, well, is this monster just uh, like something that's traveling around on its own accord, or like what sent the monster? Yeah. Right. And I think very clearly here, there's an, <laughs> there is like something that sent the fucking monster. Yeah. Like this is what we do to big cities. This is what we do to rural towns. But they're still the like means of invasion, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So watch it, people. Yeah, I mean, I, I fucking loved it, man. I really want to see it again. Especially now that I kind of know what's going, I want to figure out those uh, those threads that are laid down. It's weird that like when J.J. Abrams makes one of these movies, they're fucking enjoyable as shit. <laughs> and then when he makes another thing, it's just like, well, this is really good because it's Star Wars, or <laughs> or you ruin something else. Well, <laughs> JJ, I like most of your work. So. <laughs> he's made, like I said, he made a great uh, like Star Wars movie. It's mostly great because it's Star Wars, like actual Star Wars. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out, bitches. Uh.